five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris, the scratchy baritone voice you're accustomed to listening to each and every week, though much scratchier than normal, thanks to Baby Force bringing home a cold from daycare. Boy, do I love her. But uh, that is right, we are here with you to present a bonus episode. Myself, uh, as well as Omni, Sam, and Michael all got a chance to sit down with both Alfred, uh, the uh, head of uh, team operations and communications for the Vancouver Titans in Seattle Surge, who joined us a couple of weeks ago, but as well head coach Pajon. Uh, all of us were at the Vancouver Titans game and greet that took place, a free event to engage the fans, and what an event it was. It was a fun time. I think everyone enjoyed themselves. The players were relaxed. Uh, we got some Overwatch games in with the pros themselves, and uh, the opportunity to sit down with Pajon as well as Alfred to talk about some of the news that broke after our last episode about Hero Pools, but also the transition into the league as we're going to see the season fire up very soon. We also take an opportunity to ask them about the newest additions of the team, both the addition of Fisher and Ruje Hong, and to give you some insight as to what the, the team is expecting uh, for the 2020 season. So without any further ado, let's throw it over to myself live at the Rogers Arena Sports Bar where we had a chance to sit down, uh, first of all, with Alfred. Bring it on! I live for this! So here we are at the Rogers uh, Arena, or I guess it's the Sport Bar at Rogers Live, or Sport Bar Live at Rogers Arena. I can it's never mouthful, get this right. You nailed it on the last try. But uh, we've uh, got Alfred Devere back. He is the... Uh, Guy who does everything and everything for team operations and communications and stuff like that. I'm not going to read your title now. again because it's, no, yeah. it's fine. It's, I, you know, you got to go back a few episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, first question, though, uh, before we actually talk about some real good stuff. Did you happen to see the picture that we chose to represent I, you on our audiogram? It's not the first time someone uh, hasn't known what I look like, so they just use they default to Batman. So, yeah, yeah. The uh, I I did ask you, hey, yes, do you have a profile picture, and you said I'll oh, just use the Titans it's, logo. That's uh, probably better for your viewers not to see what I look like. I already right. got some paparazzi shot of, shots of you today, so we're yeah. So so all that uh, <laughs> that dirt you'll be dishing on on this episode, the special one that we're recording right now uh, at the uh, Vancouver Titans game and greet, uh, we'll have to uh, you know use the paparazzi style sure. instead of whatever you want Alfred. to do. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But uh, thanks again for joining us. My I pleasure. know uh, our, our listeners were quite excited that uh, you're able to provide some insight into the world of what's going on with the Vancouver Titans. Mm -hmm. And I think it would be remiss of us not to ask probably the most pressing question, something that happened uh, based on an event this week. As we almost foretold, like all the dirt and juice happens on Wednesdays and Thursdays after we go live. And the big news is there's Hero Pools. Mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be a drastic shift uh, to what we've come to uh, understand from Overwatch uh, as we've seen it professionally, and I would imagine for the Vancouver Titans, uh, an equally substantial change in, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, from a preparation perspective, uh, you know, the fact that we, when we last spoke, the team was was scrimming and doing a boot camp. So I'm going to ask you, like, I mean, is this a big surprise, or was this something that sort of you had known all along? I personally speaking, I don't want to speak for everyone uh, in this team, but I didn't know this at all. Um, and just speaking to Pat John and our coaching staff about it, it was a surprise to them as well. But you know what? They're 
they're ready for the challenge. It's mm-hmm. it's you know last year, you know, as everyone knows on your podcast, they were pretty dominant in the the first couple of metas, um, especially with ghosts. That's something that they sort of specialized in, and even with the two 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 lock, you know there was. A kind of hiccup, a few hiccups along the way, but they figured it out obviously, and and uh, you know, made it all the way to the grand final. So, uh, without you know disclosing any uh, truth, truth be told, I'll almost speak on on from a team standpoint. You know, with no new heroes, you know, no new maps this year. Um, it was something that, um, personally speaking, I think refreshes the game a little bit, refreshes mm-hmm. the league a little bit from a competition excitement standpoint. Um, so from from a fan of this league and from, from a fan of this team, I think it's exciting. I, you know, preparation is going to be. Uh, I don't even know what that looks like now, to be honest with you. Um, and Pajon, who I'm sure is going to join you a little bit later, he might you know d- dwell more intimately into what that looks like from a from a weekly standpoint. Um, but right now, you know, at their they have until March to 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 deal and and strategize around that, but. Um, you know, it's, it's something that's going to challenge them. It's going to challenge our players to perhaps perhaps utilize a hero that they may not have uh, utilized full-time. And it's going to really show, I think, this season who the best of the best is. Um, you know, we, again, we were pretty um, strategic in how we played certain maps and um, depending on what the meta, the current meta was. But I think... This season, it's it's going to be a little bit more of a crapshoot, and, and for mm-hmm. me as a as a fan, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I we've sort of casually talked about it ourselves uh, with the the hero pool and how it will will impact. We'll talk more about it uh, as we get into the season, I'm sure. My take: uh, I look at the Overwatch League needing to build that casual audience that may not necessarily be completely into the game, and you know, a stagnant meta as we sort of saw with Goats, the the three three probably isn't good to get that more casual observer in the casual fan having variety where i can finally see a a professional play the hero that i play uh, makes more sense i'm not going to suggest that this is the answer it's just i think maybe the best solution considering one the the way the game changes i mean the the meta is the you know most efficient tactics available and the professional players are paid to find the meta once it's discovered I don't see why no other teams don't try to embrace it. You want to win. That's right. ultimately what you do at the end of the day. Um, I'll use the NHL as a great example. The New Jersey Devils years ago introduced a style of hockey that almost killed the game. Trap hockey. That's where right. I grew up on. Yeah, trap hockey. It was boring to watch yeah, unless your team was winning. Yeah. And the league went out of its way to balance the game to take trap hockey out. <laughs> We've since seen other systems come in. And, you know, it's like any professional league there's always going to be teams looking for that edge but back uh, to the topic of the team uh, they are here they just uh, came in as you would uh, let everyone who listens to our podcast know this week uh, when do they uh, head out of town and i guess down to, to dallas uh, they are there on uh, tuesday um there is uh kind of a gamut so so obviously this is the start next week is officially the start of of the week so mm-hmm. You know, we'll say that this is the second part of their training camp. Them coming to Vancouver this week, but next week they're gonna run the the gauntlet of, of uh, Overwatch League content and media, um, a variety of photo shoots, broadcast shoots. Um, so there's two days uh, chock full of that stuff on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, they got full day practice Friday, and then and then we get rolling on Saturday, Sunday. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of where the week stand 
stands for them. Um, they're so excited to get started. Like, yeah, they keep, I just see them, like, they're almost twitching. They just want to get going. So it's yeah. nice to see. Awesome. The uh, the media stuff, that's at all in Dallas with all the teams, or is it like Dallas and New York? Yeah, or is so there's, 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 several, there's several going on uh, simultaneously. Um, mm-hmm. Again, as announced by the Overwatch League with the cancellation of the China games, I'm, sure. I'm not quite sure where those content collection days are, are going to happen for those teams that were involved in those um, couple there, but I'm, I'm sure the league's figuring it out as we speak. But yeah, ours will be in Dallas. Yeah. I, and I actually, sort of, you bring it up, I and mean, we have just seen the league cancel events in in china mm-hmm. due to uh the uh, i guess it's 2019 ncov but a coronavirus yeah. a novel coronavirus. i understand you know again with what you had shared in our last episode the team's focused on the the well-being of, of the players themselves um, is there anything that the league is doing beyond sort of the cancellation of the matches to to assist with this because one the introduction of travel is going to add in um I mean, based all just use the United States announcing that if you've been to China in X number of days, like I guess it's just sort of played by ear right now. In a way, I, I think they're 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 being fairly um, transparent about um, taking actionable steps to to ease in terms of some of the financial burdens that could mm-hmm. occur. So, giving us a heads up that you know we should perhaps try to cancel and get reimbursement for any flights and hotels, which sure. is a which is a big added cost. And luckily for me, what I was able to do so. Um, I think right now, we personally speaking, we were in a uh, fortunate position that right after Dallas, the team was going to go back to Seoul um, just to train those two weeks before going to Hangzhou for the first uh, swing of our Asia trip. Sure. So they're already going to be in Seoul. Um, now it's just, I know we were going to play the Seoul Dynasty's homestand on March 7th and whatever, ha- I'm not quite sure yet exactly what... Um, those two homestands that were canceled for us, uh, what that looks like from a scheduling standpoint, but mm-hmm. um, they'll be ready. I, I have no doubt about it. And for me, that's, you know, I'm, I've, I haven't done this a lot, but, you know, booking a, a flight to wherever sure. we got to go to, the, the team will be ready. I have no no doubts about that. Awesome. Well, the I, I know the, well, we were at the Game and Greek. I had an opportunity to uh, embarrass myself, as did Sam. Uh, I did not get to carry like uh, Omni did. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, throwing it over to to the guys here to, to jump any time. This event, I think, is going off really well. Big crowd. We saw a big crowd lined up. We know that there is going to be a, a watch party that was uh, uh, shared uh, again uh, the days after we release our podcast. So I don't know if it's the organization telling it. We, you know, we need to change the day we record. But uh, we're going to be here for our, our, our opening weekend uh, watch party. But any other events that uh, that might be in the works that are being planned? Uh, we have several watch events. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to, to double check with our marketing uh, group here. But we have, I'd say, at least five watch parties um, that are in the planning stages. Um, ideally, in, in various places around the Lower Mainland, it's... It's comfy, cozy. Like this is our offices are here, so it's sure. easy to be at the sports bar. But I know there's a there's a great following um, of fans over at the collegiate level at UBC at SFU. So you know, again, personally speaking, I'd like to I'd like to show some love out there um, mm-hmm. and across across the across the region if we can. Um, again, that's that's one of the things. Thankfully, is out of my jurisdiction, but yeah. um, I know it's it's something that is being discussed internally right now and 
And I will say from a, from a focus standpoint for us, it's, you know, we want to make our home, home events in May and in July, the, the standout ones, um, on the Overwatch League, uh, calendar. So, you know, we're putting all our eggs in those baskets sure. and we're going to put on a show that's hopefully the, uh, the, the cream of the crop when it comes to how these events are, are, are promoted, but also, um, put on, uh, we have the, we're fortunate to uh, have a similar, the same ownership group um, that puts on some of the, you know, the world's greatest events mm-hmm. uh, from a hockey sports standpoint, but also from a concert standpoint. So, you know, we have some of those economies of scale uh, at our disposal that I think um, perhaps fans that might not know that realm and, and that industry as intimately are, are going to probably be blown away, I think. Yeah. And I'm going to ask a question because I just see it advertised on the screens. Force Fest. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to presume it's in line with the uh, the uh, homestands. Yes. So full weekend festival. Like, yep. are we talking like sort of similar to the way it was set up with the international? Uh, the international is a, is a, is kind of is kind of a beast on its own. So, mm-hmm. I, and that's a week long event. Um, I, from my from my understanding, Force Fest will be a weekend event. Okay, um, but a weekend, a, a full full weekend event, um, not um, not like a traditional sports event where you know the, the doors open an hour before and you kind of mingle. Like our our idea with this thing is like it's open in the morning and you can come and mm-hmm. and it's similar to what we saw last year um, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. At the the homestand that the Valiant put on, there you could go walk around, do a dozen things, and and do something the next day, and still have more things you haven't done. Okay. Um, so that's our idea: is just to have a lot of activations. We have a lot of partners that are engaging with us currently on on the ideation stage. Um, and and from a from a from a timing standpoint, we have the ability to to have a homestand in in May, our first one. So. Some of our marketing folks can travel around and kind of take best practices that we see. And, and I think that's going to be important to really put on the best show we can. So is there like a, you know, an internal competition between the teams as to who throws the biggest or best event? Unof- unofficially, but I, I think from a bragging rights standpoint, I'll I'll go out on a limb and say Dallas is the, the, the cream of the crop in, in terms of the Overwatch League. They And, and they've almost... Uh, you can see, I, I can't remember how many homestands exactly they're hosting. It's it's upwards of four or five. Yeah, I well, I know like Washington Justice, I think, have five Yeah. Homestands. So when you do something like that, and I believe they're doing it at various venues, there's they're doing something right because there's yeah. a level of confidence to host these things and to put on a, a pretty spectacular show. So, yeah, I would say there's a there's an unofficial um, jousting, if you will. But, uh, you know, hopefully we come out on top on that. Yeah, so like in L2021, you know, you have four or five events mm-hmm. of your own. Gotcha, gotcha. Like in uh, last year's uh, events, they had some pilots, so both Dallas and uh, Washington got to kind of feel the waters, really, and yeah. it was a great success for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it adds, the, pr- the pressure is added when you're not just posting like with the Canucks, there's one team that yeah. comes in. You have like about eight teams, right, coming on a maybe even more on a weekend. So there's a lot of challenges. Yeah, it's between four and six. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, well, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like I would suggest that the Vancouver Canucks have a little bit of experience with uh, multi-team events with the Young Stars tournament. Yep. So for those that might listen to this podcast that don't know hockey, the Young Stars tournament is a, a number of teams 
that my favorite. Of, their, sorry to interrupt you. My favorite hockey events of the that ice. Yeah. Even even being in esports now, I'm gonna still try to get to young stars. This <laughs> yeah. year. It's it's just the the younger prospects, the younger kids uh, from four or five different teams getting together, and it's like a mini tournament. They all play, and it's some really good hockey because these are ultimately kids that are wanting to make an impression to say, "Hey, I belong on on the team." It would be almost akin to you know Omni Sam and I trying to. You know, play in a Bronze Stars uh, tournament uh, <laughs> to make the title. Nobody yeah. would watch that. Speak for yourself. I'm in the plot. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. There's no. <laughs> is there a level below bronze? Because that's probably where uh, I. If am. there is, I'll find it. No. <laughs> the console bronze, right? Yeah, but I was gonna ask. So, like, in interacting with the players, and, and you know, a lot of a lot of us getting to, to get some game time with with the players, it, it's definitely obvious to us that that they're a lot more comfortable. Um, what are you guys doing from a team standpoint that, like, we talked a little bit about health and fitness last time, that, that and, and maybe it's cultural differences, language differences. What are you guys doing from a team perspective to support them on that? Because it's, it's very obvious the, the results already. I, I th- well, first off, thank you, um, because it's, it, that's been a work in progress for a year and a half. Um, I think, I think for, for them um, and for me, it's, it's coming to an understanding of what worked for them and what, what worked for us and what didn't work for them and what didn't work for us. So a lot of it was obviously... Uh, communication wasn't um, as fluid as we wanted to be, um, and that's that's kind of on us um, just to to be able to articulate our goals and our ambitions as a company and as a team to them. And and I was just saying on the joyce on the joystick podcast too, um, yeah, it wasn't the easiest for them to you know this is going to sound kind of ludicrous, but being in a mansion in Los Angeles, but. Just picturing, though, you've never lived away from home. You're mm-hmm. in a foreign country, mm-hmm. um, and you're down smack in the in the middle of West Hollywood, and away you go. Mm-hmm. So I think from an assimilation standpoint, we probably could have done a little bit better. Um, so I think with them coming to Vancouver full-time, it's something that we can really uh, use our, our resources more fully and help them not just to, to play the game at the highest level, but be, a, be the best people they can, because we all know this. This isn't going to last forever. They know that. So yeah. we're going to make the most of it with wherever we are and whatever we do. <laughs> they going to do any weightlifting with Jake Furtanen? Sorry? They going to do any weightlifting with Jake Furtanen? Uh, if it, you know, there are, like <laughs> I will say, um, I, I worked out one time with Minsu, and that guy, that kid is a beast. And he <laughs> is, he might have 8% body fat on him. He, he could, he could probably play. If he learned out, I don't know if he knows how to skate, but if he, if he does, like he could, He'd be a pretty good, solid player. He's uh, there's a lot of guys that that without any interference from from the team or suggestions from the team, you know, fitness is is huge for these guys. So, you know, they're they're waking up obviously with jet lag coming to Vancouver on Tuesday. They were waking up at seven in the morning, six in the morning, and heading straight to the gym. So, so it's probably I don't the wrong that. move for me to to challenge him to pick up basketball just you know ten minutes ago. I, I actually played basketball with. Uh, with Pajon, Yang One, and Twilight yesterday, we played at TFTI, bro. Yeah, it was it did, in June, and it. I will say, uh, I was not on the winning team, and I <laughs> I played basketball competitively all throughout high school. So I, um, <laughs> yeah, I know how you feel right now, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, some background here. I found out that I was going to be playing with the uh, it was Stitch who I signed up to play with. Uh, essentially, five minutes before the event uh, comes up in Alfred here, it's like, oh, yeah, make sure Chris signs up. So, again, I, I thank you for that that opportunity where I have to go into, like, roll queue, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to go and just pick Tang. So I'll pick I'll pick all three, and, of course, I get I get support, which is... And by you picking 
support put me in tank. Oh, well, see, go. we should have just swapped chairs at that point. Like, I it would have probably been smarter. Together. No, not- I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, I think, next episode. We're going to come back to that <laughs> We're gonna topic save, a little bit. Save this for, okay. for later. Yeah, I have a question about um, the team this year because uh, the Titans were already like a tight knit group together, having uh, played last season. But you had uh, two players join you in uh, Ryu Jae Hong and Fisher, and they're coming uh, from. Um, Well, D- Fisher did play for a while for the Gladiators, uh, but Ryu Jae-hong was always on the Seoul Dynasty. How how was that more of a challenge for him to incorporate into an organization that's not a Korean uh, organization? Even though, you know, I- I'm sure that the players and the coaching staff were making it easier for him. How was the transition for them to kind of be uh, in- introduced into the family of the Titans? For, for Ryu Jae-hong uh, specifically, I think it's been a seamless transition. He, um, and it's a credit to him, he's... He's 28 years old, so he's he's significantly older than 90% of our players, all 100% of our players. So he has that maturity that I I haven't seen, uh, I didn't see last year. And that's mm-hmm. not a credit to our roster last year, it's just the truth. Um, he, he Currently, he's he's rooming with Hacksaw, who is our youngest player, and he's taking him under his wing. And it's really cool to see that, you know, not that Hacksaw... You know, he's obviously one of the best players in the world, but, you know, just Axel every day can see the little details of getting up early, you know, making sure that your your nourishment is mm-hmm. is a priority just to be able to play at a high level. Ria Jong's been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he sees that every day, and it was a strategic um, kind of room sharing uh, yeah. from, from Pajot and myself to, to do something like that because we want to make sure that um, his... His maturity rubs off on these guys, and I think that's just ultimately, ultimately going to make this team a lot stronger this year. I think, um, hopefully on the hopefully on the stage, but off the stage as well. So, and then when it comes to Fisher, uh, and Pajon will, will say this too, it was it was I wouldn't say surprising, but for a guy who's you know kind of had uh, a few issues in the past, mm-hmm. um, he's got so much to prove, and and you can see that in his demeanor and. You know, we've had a couple scrims here uh, now in Vancouver. We've had several, obviously, during boot camp in Seoul. And and after scrims, there's usually one-on-one video, and there's just guys practicing on their own. And uh, 100% of the time, he's, he's in there doing more video, asking more questions. It's like he's never played the game at this level mm. before, and it's, it's unbelievable to see. So um, I think fans should be excited that those two are on this roster because I think they're going to fit seamlessly. He's got the new haircut too. Was that inspired by you? No, I can't. I can't take credit for that. Yeah, so that's great. It's it's actually a common practice in a lot of like, traditional sports when you bring in that uh, veteran presence yeah. to help out the younger guys. So that's uh, that's mm-hmm. really referring to here. Thank yeah. you. To use a, you know the Canucks example, I mean, the return of Trevor Linden to the Vancouver Canucks served a number of purposes. One of them, I think, it was to you know fix the perception of a wrong that needed to be right but trevor got brought in when the core of what we saw with the 2011 stanley cup run was a young group and he i think while he didn't get the opportunity to go in the run himself probably provided a presence within the dressing room as to how it is to be a pro you know and i i being a traditional sports guy actually love to hear that that's being applied within the Overwatch League, for specifically sure. with the Vancouver Titans. For mm. sure. And, and just uh, another Canucks example. Uh, again, I, I, I worked for the Canucks for six seasons before uh, switching over full-time to eSports, but it's, I'd say the same thing about Bo Horvat. Mm-hmm. He, he sat there you know, one year 
removed from being drafted and was three stalls down from Henrik and Daniel Sedin. And every day he sat there quietly and just watched how they went about their business. Yeah. You know, didn't if they had it to if they had to communicate to their peers and to the coaches, um, they did. But they there was a there was a quiet leadership about them. Um, there there was you know from an accountability standpoint, you know there was a lot of. I remember when I came in, there was there was some there was some hiccups and some bumps along along the road, and you know we might have lost four nothing, and yeah. you know we opened the dressing room to the media, and, and there's Henrik and there's Daniel standing right right there waiting to answer any and all questions, and mm-hmm. both saw that, and now you know he is he is replicating to the best of his abilities um, what he saw in his first two years, so. Yeah, similar. I, I'd say it's quite similar to to what I'm seeing right now with Ryu Jae Hong. Yeah, I, I, I said this on the Joystick podcast. They asked me a similar question, and and I would say it's I would equate him to be a player coach um, okay. this year, and and I think that's a that's a, an added benefit that perhaps mm-hmm. we didn't see coming in, but it's great. Cool. So I'm going to ask a marketing related question. At some point in time, I imagine the Vancouver Canucks, the uh, Seattle Surge, Vancouver Titans will have some form of cross promotion. Yeah. Which Vancouver Canuck player is most likely to join the team and uh, play a little Overwatch? Uh, Overwatch. Uh, a lot <laughs> of these guys play Call of Duty uh, significantly. Yeah, uh, that's sort I figured that they they might be caught. But fans. from an Overwatch standpoint, I'd say I'd say probably Brock. Brock Besser. Yeah. Okay. See, I wouldn't have picked him as the Overwatch guy. Yeah, I he I know he he likes his first person shooters. Um, so I, I would say Brock, but uh, just put him on Soldier. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same difference. So, and then I guess the follow-up question: Which Vancouver Titan is the closest to leasing up the skates and hitting the ice? I think I just said it. I think Minsu. Minsu. Like, even if he he, could, like, he he seems like a natural athlete, in my opinion, he could probably learn how to skate in two days. Yeah. And huh. probably lay out some hits. Like he's he's solidly built. Right. So I'm expecting to see a Titans tale where you know Minsu goes out and lays out an Antoine Roussel. See how that goes <laughs> down, right? Okay. Well, yeah. Our content guys are over here somewhere. I'm sure they'd love the idea. Yeah. Idea. Yep. So before we uh, wrap up with you, any, any other questions, uh, Sam or Omni, that we have for Alfred while we have him here? No, I think I'm good. No, I just really appreciate you for your time. We're yeah, looking forward to the season, man. Thank yeah, you. Thanks much. again. And I, you know, I, I mentioned this email. The seat is always open for you to join us anytime, any point. Sounds good. You know, we can. We have four mics. We could have you as a co-host. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's my job. <laughs> awesome. Fine. So we're going to take a quick break here before we uh, bring you another special guest. There is still more to my tale. So we're back now with the head coach of the Vancouver Titans, Pajon. Thank you for joining us. 그 파, 그 감독님, 그 파전 소개 부탁합니다. 네. 네, 안녕하세요. 저는 밴쿠버 타이탄즈의 감독을 맡고 있는 헤드코 황지섭입니다. 아, 오마 아, 잘. That's okay. 네, 이거 편집할 수 있어요. 그냥 걱정하지 네. 마세요. 네. 네, 안녕하세요. 저는 밴쿠버 타이탄즈의 감독을 맡고 있는 파지원입니다. 반갑습니다. Uh, so, for those of you who need the Korean lesson, that is uh, Pajon saying hello. Um, his name, he's the head coach, and he just gave his Korean name for those of you who are curious about it. And we just swapped out Chris for Michael because Chris's Korean sucks. <laughs> Definitely. He just went to uh, practice his Overwatch a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. So, no, like, let's get right into it. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, we're really excited. How's your trip to Vancouver been so far? So every time they come to Vancouver, um, the air is really clean here. 
so it just feels like a lot more um, healthier to be here compared to where be, we've been before. Mm-hmm. And so much has happened since the last time we we were here. We have new team members. Um, obviously, we, we had departures as well. How has getting the team together been so far early on in the season? So they're getting along really quickly, a lot faster than what I imagined. Um, the scrim results are going very well, and um, they're gaining a lot of synergy really quickly as well. So um, it's good. been very good. Awesome. So I know last season and, and even the previous season, uh, everybody was in LA at the same time. So did you guys, in specific, I guess the players, have have relationships already with Jay Hong and Fisher even before they joined the team, and so that's why it was easier to, to for them to mesh. 이제 작년 시즌하고 이제 그자그 전에 시즌은 이제 거의 다 LA 있어가지고 이제 가깝게 있어서 혹시 그 선수들이 이제 전에 유재영 선수하고 휘전 선수랑 같이 좀 친한 그런 인맥이 있는지 혹시 그냥 그 그것 때문에 혹시 그좀더 빨리 호흡이 좋아졌는지 그리고 빨리 친해졌는지 그게 좀 궁금하네요. 어 일단 류재영 선수 같은 경우에는 이제 전에 루나티카에 있을 때 러너웨이 선수들이랑 친했어요. 그래서 그때 안면이 있어서 더 빨리 친해질 수 있었던 것 같고 피셔 선수 같은 경우에는 워낙 성격이 좋아가지고 이제 선수들이랑 잘 어울리는 성격이어서 빨리 친해질 수 있었던 것 같습니다. So uh, b- during the Lunatikai runaway days, um, Ryu Jae-hong was actually really close with some of the uh, runaway players, so that made a bit of an impact when he came onto the team. And Fisher, he's just a really good guy, really good personality to um, adapt the men with, so that's how he was able to um, gel with the team really quickly. Okay, and I'll, I'll ask a question that everybody has on their mind right now. Uh, let's address it. Hero pools. It's a brand new thing that's probably going to make your life much harder. But what do you think the impact will be on the players? Are they excited? They're probably talking about it all the time. What do you think the biggest challenge would be for the Titans approaching this new uh, development, especially us being an eight-player roster? いじゃあ、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その、その
히로 벤 히로풀 같은 게 이제 나온 거잖아요. 그래서 이제 완전 다른 지난 시즌은 비교하면 완전 다르잖아. 원래 지난번에 지난 시즌은 패치마다 이제 메타가 하나 나오, 나오고 그 다음에 그 메타 이제 중, 준비하다가 이제 경기를 하는데 근데 이번에는 이제 리그가 직접 그 어떤 영웅이 벤하고 그 고를 수 있는 그런 게 나올 나올 거잖아요. 그래서 그게 어떻게 그 준비하는 게 달라지는지 더 어려워지는지 더 쉬울 건지 그런 것 같은. 소감 부탁할게요. 어, 일단 뱀픽이 나오는데 저는 개인적으로 굉장히 재밌을 것 같아요. 왜냐면은 이제 똑같은 것만 했었는데 이제 뱀픽이 생기면은 어쩔 수 없이 다른 조합들을 해야 되거든요. 그래서 다양한 조합을 쓸수 있어서 굉장히 재밌을 것 같고 어, 일단 선수들은 더 다양한 챔프들을 다뤄야 하기 때문에 아마 더 힘든 힘들지만 그래도 재미있게 경기할 수 있을 것 같아요. So, uh, Pajan said that um, obviously, you know, there's going to be a big difference between having uh, some sort of band pick or hero, hero pool. He imagined a band pick kind of system, but now that Blizzard ruined this out, this is how mm -hmm. he's going to have to go from there. 그리고 저희 팀이 무슨 같은 조합만 해서 그것만 잘한다고 이제 생각하시는 분들이 많았는데 저번 시즌에 메타가 바뀌면서 바뀔 때마다 그래도 잘 적응을 해왔고 그 메타 안에서 탑티어는 유지를 했거든요. 이번 시즌에도 어떤 메타가 오든 어떤 메타로 바뀌든 탑티어는 유지할 수 있을 거라고 확신합니다. Okay, so I'm gonna reword it because Pajon came in the middle. I'm gonna reword some stuff here. Mm -hmm. So um, during last season, a lot of people kind of said that Vancouver is kind of like you know one goat goat meta team. They can only do goats. You know that's what they're only good for. But you know Pajon wants to show that you know his team is really adapt can be can adapt on the fly. You know. And be the top tier team, even though metas are always changing. Um, I think he's gonna find this particular um, new development exciting because, like, rather than staying on the same meta for a long time, you know, it's gonna be more and more interesting to see how um, how the hero bands are gonna switch strategies and all that. Uh, it's gonna be a bit tougher on the players because they're gonna have to have a much bigger hero pool compared to before. You can't just, you know, have one specialist. And then just stick with it for a whole patch, right? Like because it's going to be changing periodically, it's going to be you know a bit more of a challenge for the players, so that they're going to have to develop their hero pools a little bit further. But overall, he's looking forward to the changes, and um, he will be seeing how his team can stay on top of um, all the changes and be the best team out there. Last last season, uh, for for most of the season, we when we figured out the meta, we kept with a similar six stack. To to play the the games with this kind of change, does it make it more exciting for players who, in a certain meta, would would usually be in the sidelines um, to make it more interesting for them? And and are they kind of more assimilated in? 이제 지난 시즌에는 이제 그 특히 고츠 메타 할 때는 거의 똑같은 여섯 명을 많이 썼잖아요, 그렇죠? 그런데 이제 이번 이제 히로풀 같은 거 이제 나올 때 이제 그 오랫동안 앉은 그 벤치 선수들이나 그 조금 더 다시 들어올 수 있는 기어, 경기 나올 수 있는 기회 같은 거. 그더 많이 나온다는 그런 그런 거 생각하세요? 어 저번 시즌에 이제 멤버를 로스터를 고정하는 과정에서 좀 여러 가지 문제점들이 몇 가지 있었어요. 그런 부분들을 이제 수정 수정하면서 이제 모든 여덟 명의 로스터를 굴릴 수 있는 방안을 생각해 왔고 이제 연습을 그렇게 진행하고 있기 때문에 또 뱀픽도 바뀌고 하면은 이제 그더 유연하게 이제 로스터를 굴릴 수 있을 것 같아요. So uh, even though stuck with that six-man roster, um, every roster is going to have its ups and downs. They're going to have a strong suit and weak suits, and um, you know because this was still their best roster, they couldn't really do much about fixing any errors that they found. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, now that the hero pool is coming in and uh, they have to be a bit more flexible, yep. uh, I think um, they're going to look. They're going to look forward to how uh, how they're going to have to change the losses based on what's going to be picked and what's going to be banned um, throughout mm-hmm. certain weeks. And then, so just going into to week one, have you guys s- settled on a starting six? And could you share? Good. 다음 주 이제 첫 번째 주에 로스터 혹시 그 조금 결정 많이 했는지. 그리고 혹시 조금 그 그런 로스터를 혹시 조금 말할 수 있는지 조금 궁금하네요. 어, 공개를 할수 있는지. 그건 공개할 수 없고요. 아, uh, he said he can't reveal the roster yet. <웃음> 네, 재밌는 경기 yeah. 보여드리겠습니다. He said he will do his best to show a fun match. Terrific, thank you. Uh, in the West, a lot of analysts, especially the one who sit on the desks of Overwatch League, uh, they they had uh, power rankings that weren't that really good for Vancouver Titans. A lot of them say that Vancouver Titans won't be as good as they were last season. Some of them even placed the Titans as low as fifth or seventh in the league. What do you have to say for them to uh, like? What do you think about that? 이제 많은 그 외국 분석가들이 이제 시즌 시작하기 전에 뭐 파워 랭킹 그러니까 예를 들어서 어, 얼마나 센지 안센 약한지 그런 강팀 약팀 그런 결정하는 그런 게 있는데요. 이제 개인 의견이지만 그 많은 분석가들이 그 벤쿠버가 작년에 비교하면 많이 약해졌다. 그리고 이제 이제 지, 제일 낮은 랭킹이 한 5위, 7위, 7위 정도예요. 그래서 그 랭킹에 혹시 반응 좀 부탁하고 그리고 뭐냐 혹시 그그좀 완전 다른 모습을 보여주고 싶은 마음이 있는지 한번 부탁합니다. 어 일단은 작년 시즌에도 처음에 시작하기 전에 우리 팀에 대한 의문이 많이 있었어요. 이제 우리 팀이 못할 거다 이렇게 이런 의문이 많았는데 그런 의문을 아예 없애버릴 정도로 잘해버렸거든요. 그래서 이번 시즌도 뭐 그런 말들이 많은 것 같은데 어 저는 전혀 그런 거는 개의치 않고 있고 어 저희가 이제 저희 스스로 중심을 잡고 저희가 할 일을 해 나간다면 작년보다 더 잘할 수 있는 시즌이 될수 있을까라는 생각을 합니다. 그리고 이미 작년보다 나아진 거는 어, 연습에 임하는 태도 자체가 확연히 달라졌기 때문에 더 좋은 성적을 낼수 있을까라고 생각해요. So a uh, lot for me to decipher, but um, I'll do my best on that. So uh, Pajon said that um, you know last year there was a lot of questions about them coming into the league, right? A lot of people said, you know, this is an unknown team. You know, sure is runaway, but how are they going to do in the Overwatch League? I don't think they're not going to do very well. But you know, as um, the season progressed, you know, a lot of those critics were silenced because of how dominant the Titans were. But then um, you know he doesn't really. You know, mind the low rankings. He's just going to make sure that his team finds their center and uh, um, show performances that will defy those expectations. Mm-hmm. And um, he seems to comment that um, during the scrims, um, a lot of the attitude issues are have been um, improved. So mm-hmm. he feels like the uh, the scrim results and the team teamwork synergy has gone a lot better. So I think that's going to lead to even a higher performance compared to last season. Mm-hmm. And just connected to that, uh, Runaway, this, at least this team of uh, Vancouver, they had a lot of seasons where they were up and down. One season was not as good, and the other season they were really, really successful. And does it mean that this is a pattern that we can expect, like, by us losing in the finals like that, are they hungrier now to, to do better and, and uh, contend for the championship? 그러니까 이제 Runaway가 좀 유명한 게 이제 롤러코스터처럼 이제 좀 높은 좋은 부분도 있고 그다음에 다음 시즌에 좀안 좋은 그 성적을 보여주는 그런 게 있잖아요. 그런 패턴이 있는데 
그 런어웨이랑 비슷하는 그 패턴을 혹시 기대할 수 있는지 궁금하네요. 왜냐하면 이제 지난 시즌에 이제 그랜드, 그랜드 파이널에서 안타깝게 졌지만 그진 이유 이유 때문에 혹시 이번 시즌에 조금 더그 이기고 싶은 의욕이 더 많이 있는지 궁금하네요. 어... 그때 당시에 지고 나서 굉장히 많은 것들을 느꼈고 해서 음, 아저 어, 다시 할게요. 생각 좀 yeah, he wants some time to think about it. Okay, for sure. No, for sure. It's good to hear that that the the problems that we talked about are actually improved from from this year. So it's definitely. Uh, do you think you watched my match? I know you're not going to translate this, but what could I do to do some? Oh man, I I actually looked at Chris's gameplay on on Anna, and then I saw you uh, jumping in there as Diva to, to play around. You gotta stick more to your main tank. That I think that would be a good tip for you. So that's my fourth time playing Reinhardt, actually. Yeah, weren't you on Diva when you lost the match? I was on Diva because because uh, I needed to get some speed in there because oh, nobody could get back on the point. Yeah. So right, let's just talk about this a little bit. Uh, Chris and Sam, they were. Are you guys ready? Uh, when. Uh, you guys can finish your conversation. Yeah, that's fine. I'll talk about it later. 그 준비됐으면 <웃음> 그 부탁합니다. 준비 아, 질문 한 번만 더. 그, 그 그래서 그 이제 런어웨이 런어웨이는 이제 좀 이게 좀 유명하잖아요. 그한 시즌에는 그래서 혹시 이제 이번 지난 이번 시즌에는 이제 그 지난 시즌에 너무 그 안타깝게 그 그랜드 파이널에서 졌는데 근데 이제 다음 시즌에 좀더그또 의욕이 많이 있는 그 뭐냐. 결과를 기회, 기대하는지 그런 것 같은 거좀 어. 부탁합니다. 일단 기복이 있을 때는 그 당시엔 제가 없었고요. 지금은 제가 있잖아요. 제가 네. 있기 때문에 그런 일은 없을 거라고 생각합니다. So um, he doesn't think there's gonna be like a big that dramatic of a swing between like having a good season, like sure they lost in the grand finals, but a good season and then um, and then you know next season just completely tanking. He says mm-hmm. that um, because I'm there this time compared to them on runway by themselves. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't think you know that roller coaster yeah. of, like going really low is not going to happen. 그렇다면 그 혹시 선수들이 이번 시즌에 좀더더 이기고 싶은 그런 마음이 있으세요? 네 그런 일단 제가 농담으로 이제 좀 연습이 좀 해야질 때 제가 이런 말을 해요. 우리 그랜드 파이널 졌던 거 기억해라. 이런 말을 하면 이제 또 의욕이 불타오르면서 또 연습을 하곤 해요. 그래서 이번 시즌은 되게 연습을 열심히 합니다. So, um, compared to, so, uh, during the practice season, Padron actually jokes around, jokes, jokes about uh, how, uh, you know, if they're not doing so well or if they're not losing some focus, he's like, uh, remember what would happen during the grand finals, you know, don't let that happen again as a joke, but he kind of used it as a motivation factor mm-hmm. to keep the players, like, you know, focused and, uh, he seems that uh, he thinks that the uh, players are a lot more uh, motivated to uh, take the whole thing this year. Mm-hmm. Alfred talked a little bit about Ru Hong and Fisher coming in with experience and leadership. How has their veteran experience helped you as, as, and the coaching staff? So, Alfred and Ru Jae-hong and Fisher have a lot of experience and leadership. They have a lot of leadership. 그 이제 오랫동안 그그 오버워치 오버워치나 이스포츠 해가지고 그런 걸 많이 가져오는데 그이 팀에 혹시 그 그거하고 코치님의 sorry can you repeat that one more time? Um, how how has their presence helped their the coaching staff and with Al, with Rujay Hong's experience and you know being a little bit older? Oh, okay. 그 다시 한번 물어볼게요. 그러니까 류준현 선수하고 피전 선수가 이제 경험도 많이 있고 이제 리더십 같은 그런 걸 캡틴이나 그런 걸더 많이 했는데. 그 그게 혹시 그 많이 달라 그걸 많이 가져왔 
가져왔는지 좀 궁금하고 그리고 혹시 그 코치님들을 좀그 도와줬는지 좀 궁금하네요. 그좀그좀그 그그 말하는 걸 아, 일단은 어, 코치가 이렇게 하자라고 이야기하는 거랑 선수가 선수끼리 이렇게 하자라고 이야기하는 거에 대한 영향력은 좀 차이가 있어요. 분명히 이제 선수끼리 이렇게 잘해보자 잘해보자 이러는 거랑 코치가 이제 이렇게 하자 이렇게 하자 하는 거랑 좀 다르거든요. 그래서 이제 그런 리더십이 있는 있고 이제 좋은 태도를 가진 프로 의식에 대한 좋은 태도를 가진 선수들이 들어왔기 때문에 좀더 좋은 방향으로 되게 많이 발전이 되어가고 있는 것 같아요. So, Pazan uh, somehow managed to get my relatively poor interpretation on that one, but what he said was that um, was that when a coach says something to his players, you know how they receive it is going to be obviously different, right? Mm-hmm. Between players telling themselves to motivate to yes. motivate each other compared to what what the coach says right. to motivate the players is obviously going to be different, and um, the leadership that those those two players bring um, really helps uh, motivate the players to a to- mm. totally different level. And um, as he said before, like like attitude and personality issue seems to be on seems to be going on a downward trend, and he seems to be uh, looking forward to how uh, it's going to um, affect the team play this year. Mm-hmm. And then, and then on Jae Hong, like a lot of critics will be saying that this is his retirement tour, that he's coming here to a good team to kind of relax. What have you seen from his play so far, um, and in terms of his actual ability to still compete at a very high level? 그래서 이제 많은 사람들이 이제 유정 선수가 이제 벤쿠버에 오고 아 이제 유정은 이제 곧 은퇴할 거다 이제 좋은 팀에 와가지고 이제 조금 유의하게 좀 쉬면서 이제 그 경기를 할 거다는 그런 의문이 많았어요. 근데 혹시 그 유재영 선수를 계속 보고 혹시 그, 그 그런 게좀 다른지 아는지 그런 그말 그런 소감 좀 부탁합니다. 어 절대 그런 생각을 가지고 있었다면은 저희 저희가 절대 뽑지 않았을 거예요. 그런 생각을 절대 갖고 있지 않고 이제 연습하는 데 과정에 있어서도 굉장히 의욕적이고 피드백 할 때도 굉장히 의욕적인 선수인 게 확실해요. 그래서 굉장히 그런 생각을 전혀 할 수가 없어요. So um, if that was the case, if Ryu, you know Ryu Jae-yong had plans to just you know take a relaxing time because he came to a strong team like Vancouver, then we never would have signed him on in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you know when you look at his work ethic and how he uh, responds to feedback and his motivations, like you, you I would never think of that. No, like mm-hmm. that's for sure. I, I would never agree with that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then so how do you see the the support team working together right now? We obviously we have two world class healers. Uh, with Slime and and Twilight, and, and now we add another name in that in in Rujehan, but there's only two spots. How how do you see that working out for throughout the season? 그래서 이제 지난 시즌은 비교하면 이제 그 체, 세계 레벨 그 세계급 그 힐러들이 있잖아요. 슬라임 선수하고 트와일렛 선수가 있었는데 이제 류재원 선수가 오고 이제 힐러들은 이제 총세명세 명인데 두 명만 이제 뽑을 수 있잖아요. 이제 경기 나갈 때요. 그걸 어떻게 그 생각하면서 누가 나올 건지 그런 거 조금 말씀 부탁합니다. 그거는 맵에 따라 전략에 따라 이제 다르게 나올 나올 것 같아요. So it really depends on the map and the strategy that we have for a particular um, matchup, but uh, it will rotate um, based on what a, what a, um, what Paton said based on those factors. On, on a related uh, question, I probably you can't answer outright and, and reveal it, so you can answer with a yes or no. Uh, Last season, we got a really uh, pleasant surprise in Somin-su, who is a flex DPS player, becoming one of the best Zaryas in the world. 
So are there any surprises uh, that we can expect? in players maybe flexing out of the role by any chance? You don't have to specify, but yes, no would be good enough, I think. 그래서 지난 시즌에 이제 서민준 선수가 원래 이제 DPS 선수인데 근데 이제 고추 메타 중에서 이제 되게 그 잘해, 잘해야 하면서 되게 좋은 성적을 보여줬다는 조금 그 의외적으로 좀 아주 좋은 성적을 보여줬다는 의미는 많이 있어요. 그래서 혹시 이번 시즌에 그 혹시 그런 비슷, 다른 선수들이나 아니면 서민준 선수들 중에서 혹시 그런 비슷한 그 성, 그 결과가 나올 건지 궁금하는데 뭐냐 이거 답변하고 싶으면 해도 되고 안, 안 해도 그 괜찮습니다. 어 답변할게요. So he will answer. 일단 선수들 각각의 장점이 있어요. 일단 코치라는 게 선수의 장점을 살릴 수도 있, 살려야 하지만 죽일 수도 있는 거거든요. 근데 저희 코칭 스태프들은 선수들의 장점을 확실하게 살릴 줄 아는 애들이에요. 그래서 어 그런 장점들을 활용해서 로스터를 선발을 할 거고 그런 장점들을 활용해서 메타에 따라서 선수를 선발할 겁니다. So uh, the what makes a coach is um is that they know how to you know maintain and elevate the strong suit of every player you know because all players have their strong suit and weak suit but at the same time a coach can inadvertently or maybe not um you know kill that uh, or or lower their strong suit as well, depending on how they coach. But his coaching staff knows how to um, utilize every player's um, strong suit and weak suits and use it to their advantage. Uh-huh. And uh, depending on the meta, depending on the strategy, depending on the map, a whole variety of factors. You know, mm. They put a lot of thought into how they're going to form their rosters for partic- every particular matchup. Mm-hmm. So uh, expect the same thing, because um, that's exactly what I've been, they've been doing for a while. And I guess just to just to wrap it up, we ask a lot about how players prepare. Pajan, as, as coach, how do you stay prepared and and healthy with all the travel? Because you're you're everywhere the team goes, and and where wherever you whatever mental state you're in is is how you'll lead the team. So how are you staying prepared um, in terms of preparing the best strats, supporting the team, and and guiding them? 그 이제 이번 시즌은 그 이제 여행도 많이 할 거고 많이 움직일 거잖아요. 그래서 그런 걸 생각하면서 혹시 그 이번 시즌 어떻게 준비할 건지 좀 궁금하네요. 그 전략 준비나 아니면 그 선수들 그 관리나 그런 같은 거좀 말씀 부탁합니다. 어, 일단 저도 모두가 그렇겠지만 이렇게 막 돌아다니는 걸 경험해 본 사람은 많지 않을 거예요. 하지만 그 안에서 이제 최대한 아 회사도 이제 선수의 건강에 대한 신경을 굉장히 많이 써주고 있거든요. 이번 시즌부터. 그렇기 때문에 그리고 저 저희도 스태프들도 선수들 가서 이제 컨디션 관리에 대해서 굉장한 많은 신경을 쓸 거기 때문에 그런 부분을 잘 어떻게 조율을 해야 될것 같습니다. 아니 그 잠깐 확인할 게 있는데요. 그 선수들 선수들하고 그 감독님들이 이제 그 여행을 많이 했던 경험이 있다는 거죠. 그러니까 아니, 그런... 없어요. 아니 그냥 그러니까, 그러니까 모두가 경험이 없잖아요. 이렇게 돌아다니면서 아, 네. 했던 경험이 모든 팀이 다 없잖아요. 네. 저희 팀뿐만 아니라 그래서 모두 처, 처음에 경험일 텐데. 그렇지만은 그런 어, 회사도 신경을 막나 많이 쓰고 예. 많이 쓰고 있고 스태프들도 컨디션 관리해서 신경을 많이 써주고 있기 때문에 어, 걱정 없을 것이라는. Um, so you know they're not the only ones that's going to have to deal with a um, with, with a tough uh, travel schedules as well. So um, you know they're not the only ones, but at the same time, um, you know they're going to be doing their best to make sure that all the players are in their best condition. Um, the ownership group is, has has taken a, a 
a step to make sure that um, all the uh, players and the coaches are, are in good condition as well. They've taken a big step compared to last season. And um, the staff themselves will take a look at how the players are going to be doing as well because it's drastically different compared to what we did last year. But, um, you know, I think he's, he's looking forward to optimistic results when it comes to keeping, you know, keeping himself healthy and all that. Um, I guess last question for, for all of us is, is you guys set such high, high bar last season, you know, finishing second, going on the undefeated record. What does success look like this season for you for Vancouver Titans? 그래서 지난 시즌에 이제 결과 아주 좋은 걸 보여주고 이제 수준이 되게 높잖아요. 그렇죠? 그래서 뭐뭐 15연승 같은 그런 결과도 보여줬고 이제 그, 그 그런 걸 많이 보여줬는데요. 이번 시즌에서는 그 어떤 결과가 이제 대성공이라는 결과에 알고 싶 알고 싶어 가지고 그런 말씀 부탁합니다. 어, 솔직히 연승 이런 거는 이제 의미가 크진 않은 것 같아요. 하지만 제일 의미가 큰 거는 그랜드 파이널 우승이기 때문에 그거 목표 하나로 이제 달려갈 겁니다. 그래서 그랜드 파이널 우승할 때까지 계속 꾸준히 저희가 만약에 기복이 있더라도 그랜드 파이널은 반드시 우승할 거기 때문에 끝까지 우, 어, 응원해 주시면 감사하겠습니다. So um, things like long winning streaks or even just winning streaks in general doesn't really have a huge impact and doesn't really mean much to him. Um, you know, like all teams, you know, their ultimate goal is to win the grand finals. You know, be the champion and win the whole thing. So uh, that's what they're going to be focusing on and making sure that uh, they're going to reach that result. And uh, it, he would be very grateful if the fans will uh, join them along the way and cheer them on. Thank you very much for your time, Pajan. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, impressive, if I do say so myself. So as we wrap up this special bonus episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, I want to thank both Alfred and Pajan for taking time out of their, their day and uh, away from the event to sit down with us and answer some questions. And hopefully you, our listeners, uh, were able to get some further insight as we go into the 2020 season. It's only a matter of days away before they're going to fire up the season in Dallas. And boy, you don't understand how excited we at Ready, Set, Pwn are. Now, this happened to be the first time you've ever stumbled across our podcast. My hope is, is that you tune in each and every week. Our episodes go live at Wednesday at high noon Pacific, and we bring you everything that you need to know about the Vancouver Titans, the Overwatch League, the game Overwatch itself, and all sorts of little podcast lore that we've established over the course of the past year or so. If this happens to be a regular occurrence where you tune in each and every week, well, you're accustomed to our back and forth banter, but what you might not be accustomed to are these bonus episodes. And these are things that we're going to try to do throughout the season to give you more of what you're looking for when it comes to content related to the Vancouver Titans. So on behalf of Omni at Omnistrafe, Sam at another Sam Chan, Michael at Sungwoojum, myself, Chris at Lightforce, I ask that you swing by ReadySetPone.com, you hit that subscribe button on any podcast player you happen to be listening to us in, and remember those magical two words, catchphrase! Thank you.